Hello there. Can you believe we're almost halfway through our castle by the sea? Wow. All right. So on to chapter 21. When I eventually got to the bakery, I was in a very bad state indeed. Mrs. Rossi wasn't there, so I returned the umbrella to the shop girl, Edie, apologizing for its sogginess. Oh, I'm sure she won't mind, Petra, Edie said nicely. It's what they're for, after all, ain't it? A dry umbrella is a wasted one, eh? Edie talks too much, and she's not exactly the brightest of sparks, but she's a very kind soul. She used to be good friends with Mags when they were at school together. Edie tucked a strawberry blonde curl behind her ear and leaned down and looked at me closely. You feeling all right, Petra? I must have wobbled a bit as she got me a chair and then made me sit down. You look like death warmed up, she said. Here. She took an iced biscuit from the tray of baked goods under the counter. Don't tell anyone. You look like you haven't eaten all day. Honestly, this rationing will be the end of all of us. I could hardly tell her what was really wrong, could I? That I was reeling from that terrible conversation, the booming of the German artillery, pinstripes words of doom. Yes, I'm probably just hungry. I took the biscuit and nibbled at it. I inhaled the sweet, warm air. Thanks, I said. I won't clutter up your shop for long, Edie. Pause, give me a shot. Uh-oh, that would be Angus asking to go out. Hold on. Okie dokie. Sorry about that. Um, Pa's given me a shopping list, and I'd better go to the fishmongers before Arthur Briggs closes for lunch. Well, I'm afraid you won't have any luck there, Edie said. Why? What do you mean? Fishmonger's been closed all day, Edie said. Haven't you heard? Heard what? Arthur Briggs was arrested last night. Arrested? What on earth did he do? My head was full of spying and treachery. Edie's curls bounced excitedly. Racketeering, she said, making a profit out of the war. He got his hands on a stash of forged ration coupons and was selling them off to his customers, apparently. Good grief, really? Looks like he'll be in prison for a bit, Edie said, like your poor mom. I stared at her and swallowed a dry ball of half-chewed biscuit. My mom's not in prison, Edie, I said. Oh, she reddened slightly. Sorry, I didn't mean she's in an internment camp. Oh, right, Edie said. Then after a pause, what's the difference? I thought for a second. Most of the people in internment camps are there because of who they are, what they believe, not for anything they've done, I said. People go to prison for committing crimes. Right, she said again. I see. So your mom hasn't done anything? No, I said, other than be born in Germany. Perhaps if I said it out loud, it would help it to be true. I was ignoring the voice of pinstripe in my head. Sometimes good people do bad things. Well, that's a relief then, Edie said with a big smile. So she'll be coming home soon? I nodded, but when I tried to say yes, my mouth wouldn't open. There was a jingle and slam from the fishmonger's shop next door, and a second later we saw Kipper Briggs skulk past the bakery window. He wore his black fisherman's hat pulled low over his brow, and the collar of his waterproof coat was turned up. His chin was tucked in against his chest, and his eyes were focused on the wet pavement beneath his feet. He looked smaller than he usually did, as if he had shrunk somehow. Kipper's very upset, of course, Edie said. 
I'm sure he is, I said, and was surprised at the pang of genuine sympathy I felt for him. I knew how terrible it was to see someone you loved being taken away from you. The tearing feeling in your chest and the shame too. The police car, the gossiping crowds. He'll be taking on the family business now, I suppose. Reckon it'll be the making of him. A bit of responsibility and that bullying dad out of, of his out of the way under all that nonsense and bluster. Kipper's a good lad, really. I thought about Kipper and wondered what sort of boy he would have been if he'd been lucky enough to have a pa like mine. Maybe it wasn't too late for him. Thank you so much, Edie, I said, standing up at last. I feel better because of that biscuit, but I'd better get on with the shopping. Pa will be wondering where his paper has got to. Oh, she said, I can save you the penny for the paper at least. Take this one, pet love. I've had a look already this morning and there's nothing in it to speak of. Pa was up in the lantern room when I got back. I put the groceries away and took the newspaper up to him, along with a cup of tea. The lantern room was filled with a strange metallic light. It had started to rain again, and the gray skies filled every window, wrapped around us like a band of iron. Should I say anything about seeing the police detective in the village? It was probably better not to. I heard the German guns today, I said instead. Pa nodded grimly. Me too. I put his cup of tea down on a ledge and handed him the newspaper. Thanks, first mate pet, he said, and gave me one of his cheerful salutes. But it wasn't convincing at all. Edie at the bakery gave us the newspaper, so we've saved a penny there, I said, passing him a handful of change. She said there's nothing much in it today anyway. Pa smiled a little. Did she indeed? What, no half-price hat vouchers or free tickets to the pictures? He shook the newspaper out and scanned the front page. Then his smile died completely. What is it, Pa? He didn't say anything. He swallowed and frowned, re reading very intensely. The pa paper buckled beneath the grip of his fingers. Pa? I stepped around him, putting my hand on his shoulder. I tried to find the headline that had caught his attention and saw it straight away. Traitors to be hanged. Swift prosecution and death penalty for those found to be aiding enemy Lord... Barton comment, uh, to be aiding enemy, Lord Barton comments on new treachery act. Hmm. Well, interesting. So what do you guys all think of Kipper's father being arrested? I say, good. <laughs> Not a nice guy. Um, and boys, it was great to see you today. I miss all of your faces and girls. I will be seeing you, obviously, for Girls Lunch next Friday. But we'll be seeing each other before that on Tuesday anyway. So have a wonderful weekend. Let's hope we don't get any snow and enjoy. Take care.